0: Yes. <laughs> what, what did Man. you? What was? What did you say? I didn't hear you clearly. Uh, take it away. Oh, take it away, Ashlyn. No, I. I, uh, I don't know what how to take it away. Welcome to the call. Would you like to say your name and location? Hi, hello, Joan Dolan Springs. Hi, Joan. Hi, um, John. I Apparently, BBS Radio just clicked in, and uh, the Edward wants somebody to take it away. <laughs> do you know how to you do that? that? No. <laughs> Hello, BBS Radio. Welcome to the call. <laughs> Is that good? There you go. Uh, oh. Oh, Cassidy's taking it away. I'll mute him.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm surprised CJ isn't here.
0: Oh, yeah. Welcome to the call. Would you like to say your name and location? Jeannie, into the side. Hi, Jeannie. Hi, Jeannie. to the talk. Hi, Jeannie. Hi, Jeannie. guys. There she is. Hi, everyone. <laughs> hey.
1: How you doing?
2: You doing? Hi, Cecilia. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Edward. <laughs> hey.
1: How's everything on that scepter aisle?
2: Oh, well, today it's been cold.
0: A few days ago no it was kidding. very warm. <laughs> <laughs> it's not here cold in Oregon at all. That's not why I'm shivering.
3: <laughs>
1: Welcome Adrian. to the call.
0: Would you like to say your name and location? Lake- lake- location.
1: Hey, positive greetings from Sedona, it's right? Hi. Hi.
0: You've Hi. done
1: better today. Yeah, every day. Another day.
0: A little bit better. Yeah. When people stop coming in, let's take a silent minute to send Raiden some healing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We did have a new person join the call. Would you like to say your name and location?
2: But only if you want to. (laughs) did i hear win join the call no you did oh you did hi win
1: hi win oh i'm the new person i think
0: huh (laughs) yeah you are the new person
2: And we're ready
0: to start. Haven't we already started? (laughs) No, no. Good morning. Welcome to the call. Would you like to say your name and location? Hello, Shirley from Ohio. Hi, Shirley. Shirley. You surely are from Ohio. (laughs) Hi, everyone.
2: Hi.
0: Bye. Hi. Willow, you're doing really good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Take it away now, when <laughs> You're better. <laughs> when
1: Yeah. Hey, I wanna recommend something to you, man. This is this is great. It's on YouTube. It's called Professor of Rock. And he, I already uh, know who he stuff. is. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. Oh, man, it's great. He does an interview with Randy Bachman from Bachman Turner Overdrive, uh-huh. and there's one on there. It's, uh, it says the song sat for years. The pizza guy played piano. Watch that because it talks about how he came up with uh, Taking Care of Business, yeah, that song. And, I already uh, heard it. I heard it. Oh, Okay. All right, that's great. But I'm a fan of his already, you know. Oh, great! Yeah, he, he interviews uh, Edgar Winter and uh, Christopher Cross, a whole bunch of people. It's just mm-hmm. really fantastic. Yeah, and and he's very loving. You know that? Oh, he, he is. is. He's, a, he's really a good guy. It's not hokey at all. He's he's yeah. very respectful. Yeah, yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, they did a tribute in two 2017 or 2018 to George Harrison, and they speak and on when they did while while my guitar gently weeps, Mm
0: -hmm. and my
1: brother is uh, playing lead on that, so that was neat. Your brother played lead on the original recording? No, no, when they did the tribute uh, in 2018 to George Harrison, and on that song, While My Guitar Gently Weeps, my brother played lead guitar on there. And he played with them uh, doing some other stuff, too. I think Eric Clapton did the original. Uh, I don't know.
0: I think so. We had a new person join the call. Would you like to say your name and location? What was the name of that website again, please?
1: Professor of Rock. Professor of Rock. He's got, like, hundreds of interviews, and uh, it's just it's amazing. It's really fun. Thank that was you. Those have a song, mm-hmm. you know, how they got the lyrics for the songs, and it's just really great. Would you like to say your name and your city? Hi, Terry in Nevada. Hi, Terry. Hi, morning. Hi,
3: Sherry. Sherry. Hi Sherry.
2: Good morning.
1: Hi, How are you feeling today?
2: Huh? Uh, okay. <laughs> Working on it.
1: So so, huh? <laughs> uh
2: Change my attitude. <laughs> Think positive. <laughs>
1: I think we are about ready to start. Just a moment. Let's start the recorder. Jackie, are you here? Hello, Jackie?
0: Is Jackie the only one that can start the recording? No. Well, somebody else maybe should start. Seems like Jackie isn't here.
1: I'm going to start it. Now why isn't it starting?
0: Oh, just a moment. <laughs> you work at it. When?
3: Right.
1: The recording has started. Good morning, everybody. This is February twenty fifth. Is that right? Yeah, two thousand twenty four. And you know, I think is this a leap year?
0: Um,
1: I think it is. Yeah, (laughs) there's
0: twenty nine on the calendar.
1: Right, and
0: Normally, it's only 28, right?
3: Right. All right.
1: All right. So, welcome to Sunday Morning with the Elohim. And, of course, this call that we do on Sunday is based on um, the thousands of channelings I've done with Terry Brown over 20 years where we've been in community. Would you like to say your name in your city? Oh, this is Shirley Recall. Hello, Shirley. Hi.
0: Shirley.
1: Are you in a good mood today, Shirley?
0: I'm feeling, I'm getting my... Strengths back. I'm still a little weak yet, but I'm feeling better.
1: Would you like to say your name in your city? Yes. Kevin, Menifee, California.
0: Kevin? Hi, Kevin. Welcome. Okay. Hi, Kevin. Thank Hi you. Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Hi. Hello. Hello.
1: So um, normally, Cecil calls in the light. You're not there, are you, Cecil? No. But instead of doing a formal calling in the light, I'm going to play this. I played, I played this before, and it works very well at the beginning of this call. It was um, when, we, when we were first starting doing conference calls, um, the Elohim came on and did an introduction to the conference calls and it's a very good session and seven minutes long I think I'm going to start off and play that and but let's, let's welcome Terry and Terry and friends and Group Souls and Angelic Realm, whoever's up there paying attention to us, thank you all for being here. And if anybody is new on the line, this is not a church. This is not a a new series of belief systems, but it's an incredible... Body of knowledge of how the universe works, how the higher levels work, who's on the higher levels that helps us, who's been interpreted as God through the ages, and here we go. This is our introduction to the Elohim.
0: One infinite creator, the energy as we extend into your realm and throughout the space of the listening audience making connection to those that desire it in the audience we are making connections at this time. We are mindful and experienced in the connection with the individuals on this line. The love and gentleness of the connection And the very essence of the treasure that you each are. It is a very special opportunity to connect and to make ourselves available. We are unseen companions from our realm to your realm. We put down a ribbon of connection which brings energy to an essence to our realm and are happy to greet you. Does anyone have questions?
1: If someone has a question, you can push star six. How about if I ask a question? Yes. So, I was speaking from my own human experience of having these ongoing conversations and learning how it all works and. I think it's fascinating to have you you share, when we create this group energy amongst us, and there's so many humans on Earth, could you explain how you experience that group energy? I don't think you have eyes, so how is it perceived by you?
0: We proceed with joy from our realm. The experience of joy and recognition of the connection fills our energy hearts, so to speak, as we do not have bodies with joy at the connection, for it has been so long without connection and the majority of Earth people have forgotten that we are there and we experience this lack of connection as sort of a hole in our life, if we can call it our life, our experience. We look at the former back connection if children have left home and have forgotten about the individuals that are left on the higher plane and we miss a connection. It is as if we are there and ready to connect, but there is no connection. There is just an inward lookingness and experience and an exterior person-to-person experience without touching or coming up to or experiencing our frequency. When we connect, it is a great joy and a fulfillment of... Our capacity to love and to connect—it is like a family that has come back together, and the lost or misplaced individuals in the family have come into. Contact it is very fulfilling for us to experience contact.
1: Thank you very much. All right, I think you guys are all unmuted now. Let me just see are you Can you hear me? Yes. Can everybody hear me?
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: Tell me, did you did you like opening this call with that that audio? Yes, yeah, so nice. Mm-hmm. It's it kind of sets a mood. And you know, um, it's pretty rare to have the kind of connection we have with the Elohim and with the Ra group. Where I know when I I listen to it and they say they're connecting with us, I can feel an energy move through my body. And I know that's them. Do you guys feel that?
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Not real strong, yes. but I see it right
1: now. Well, they exist. They're real. We've had thousands of questions about them. They explain that they are an original breakaway <laughs> from what they term the one infinite creator. And they've said they have existed prior to there being a manifest universe. That's a long time. And they were part of the creation of the manifest universe through um, frequent bringing frequencies together that would create something solid in this realm that didn't exist prior. And this was a process that took quite a long time. And we started a whole series of talks on this, where they went on to say how DNA got created, and how DNA works. And they explained that their job was to create focusing mechanisms for the love and light of the universe or one infinite creator. And what is a focusing mechanism? I mean, the first time I heard them use that term, I said, what do they mean by that? And I asked lots of questions. And basically, everything that you see in the manifest universe could be termed a focusing mechanism because it's focused. It's concrete. and One way or another, the Elohim has started the process of focusing mechanisms. Obviously, we're a focusing mechanism and we all exist because there was this very precise, combination of frequencies that would create what's the word I was going to say solid solidness but it's a better word than that Um, persistence could be a, a good word persistence like we exist over time we don't come and go we're here and we have all these parts to us. We have a brain. You know, whenever, it, when, when, whenever you think about the complexity of the manifest universe, you think of all the species of animals. You think of all the plants and flowers and fruits.
3: Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera.
1: And the Elohim have spent hours and hours in communication with us, giving us an idea how all that works, and we have a whole series of channelings on that, and and they've actually talked about. Many, many, many topics. What amazed me is when we first started communicating with them, if I could think of a topic, they could talk about it. They could explain it. And I just marveled at asking questions that were so profound and actually getting some understanding from it. And... As you all are familiar, Terry Brown is the channel for most of these messages. And at a certain point, people were were recognizing that, man, this is something that's never been here before. No one's ever put this information out and got it right from the source. I mean, people speculate, they talk about DNA, they talk about creation, but this is the source of creation talking to us and explaining how it is from their perspective. Would you like to say your name and your city? No, okay. Never mind. And so when we come together, we're having a very complex interaction, not just with each other by being here, but with the Elohim who can talk to us as part of their creation. And historically, Elohim was one of the words for God in the Old Testament. It was the name the Mormons had for God. But when I ask them directly, do you like to be worshipped? They say, no. Because every one of you listening here is an aspect of all that is which means you're part of God. And as you can learn to tune into that, you can create in this realm from nothing and make things happen. And the Elohim can add their energy to your creation and greatly increased the potential for something to happen. And anyone who's listened to these calls for a long period of time can, has seen many things occur that would seem to be miracles. From their point of view, they're not miracles. It's just part of their daily function. But from our point of view, they're miracles. And whether it's a healing, whether it's a hurricane changing direction, whether it's an earthquake, it doesn't explode into a huge, um, how should we say it, devastation. And... Part of what they have told us is that they're, they're not bodies. We're not talking to body, bodies. We're not talking to physical beings. They're energy beings. And they have said they can expand their energy to be as big as a galaxy Or as small as an atom. And that's why. Some of you can feel. This energy inside of you. Right now. Because they're making a connection with you. And. We can say that they created the foundation for the universe, but then as the universe started to manifest, it started to create itself. Just as you might be parents, and you brought up your children, and your children, to some extent, are an aspect of your creation. And many people that do great things usually can point to what at the
0: gym, and I asked
1: her very happy childhood. I'm going to mute people so we don't hear all this background noise, hang on and
2: All participants are muted and they can unmute themselves.
1: So we are are in, in the midst of an adventure of communicating with a group that takes credit for creating the universe. Communicating with a group that wants to work with us and wants to help us be part of the creation of the universe. And that's why we do all these calls, why we do whole planet healing every day, because just being around this energy often starts to empower you and you realize your potential. You're not just a bag of flesh and blood. You're a soul. The soul is connected to the higher densities. And you can connect with that. You have that potential. And then you can create in this realm and make things happen that would be beneficial towards the realm. Now, of course, there's a lot of unhappiness on this planet. And part of that is by design, because there are groups that ended up being created that they call service to self, that want to draw energy to themselves, want to control us. And they do a really good job of that. With propaganda, with making up stories that are not exactly true and they get people to believe it. And then they they have minions that are fulfilling what you could call negative things. The Elohim used the term for the highest good of all concerned, and honoring free will that's the distinction between positive and negative in this realm. And both polarities have coverage in other words, the Elohim don't create an edict in saying, let's get rid of the negative. They don't do that. That wouldn't honor free will. The negative has developed in its own natural evolutionary path with people making certain choices, beings making choices to express themselves in a certain way and to exert control over other people. For some people, it seems as if this realm could work better if everybody was under their control. And that's how negativity starts the cycle. And um, this group is not of that ilk. This group on this call right now, we've all listened to this idea so many times that I'm sure that most of you are ingrained with the, that idea. And our goal is to use our own creative abilities to bring more joy and fulfillment to the people of this planet and to the universe at large. And The Elohim group is delighted. They said it, if you listen to that audio I just played. They said it's been a long time since they worked with a group like this. And even though we're not hugely popular, people don't know who we are, there's enough strong people on this call that I know we impact things in a profound way. And by being on this call, you're helping to be part of that profound influence. And every Sunday, I play One of the conversations I've had with the Elohim was Terry Brown. And most of you recognize the energy that's on this call. This is not just intellectual, logical learning is a learning that takes place because we are all learning to expand into a higher dimensional awareness and become partners with the positive sources in higher realms. So on that note, I'm going to play... We started doing How the LLVM Created the Universe, probably in 2010, and I really didn't know what I was doing, and quite frankly, I still don't know what I'm doing, except putting one foot in front of the other and seeing what happens next, but we did one call on that topic, and... I didn't know how it would go. I didn't even know how they would answer it. And it was so amazing that we kept it as a series. We now, we have like 40 calls posted on the spiritchannel.net on that topic. And it goes from how nothing became something to how something became corrupted and why there is so much sadness on this planet. Because in truth, this planet is a playground. If you think of all the wonderful things here that we do with each other, and the joy, the potential for joy, and even the coming in on these calls is a joyful experience. So, on that note, I am gonna play a call from January 2nd, 2017. And this is like after we've been doing many, many calls on the topic of the creation of the universe. So this will be most likely a more advanced call And sometimes it might get a little complex because the Elohim are smart. They understand geometry, mathematics, they know how to put frequencies together and they can talk about it. And so here we go, I'm going to start. Maybe I should take a moment and see if anyone has a question on anything I just said.
2: All participants are unmuted.
1: Does anyone have a question?
0: Lynn, could you give a specific definition of some of the negatives of things that would be good for us to watch out for or be aware of?
1: Well, you know what? The more you talk about it, you start polarizing with it and you give it energy, okay? Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, I understand
1: that. And I can say in general... Is there somebody trying to control you? Are they tricking you? Are they cheating you? Do they honor free will? Do they want to make you believe something, and if you don't believe it, you'll go to hell? (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah, I understand. Those are all examples of negative control patterns, I would say, okay? Thank you. Yes, thank you very much. Anyone else have a question? Now, you know, we have some wonderful luminaries on the other side (coughs) who dropped their body and they were advanced souls and they ended up in higher dimensions and we know some of them are on the call and supporting what we're doing. Like uh, those of you who have been regulars on our Sunday call, we've talked to John Lennon and George Harrison. We've had a conversation with Yogananda and Robin Williams. Terry. So, so this is an interesting conglomeration of people on this call. And here I'm going to start this audio.
2: Hey there, everybody.
1: This is Lynn and Terry in Sedona, and everyone everywhere, and welcome tonight, and my God, we are like walking around with phones in our ears. Um, <laughs> I am going to do, we're going to do tonight, another session of how the Elohim created the universe. Now, this is always, this is a channeling session, this is always, for me anyway, one of the most fascinating shows because we get insight into the way everything works, the way it's put together, the way energy flows. You know, I was reading today one of the old sessions that I did, and... I don't know if you guys ever read this. I think it's in, in the book. The reincarnate, not the, the creator god book, okay? And, uh, I'm reading just even the early sessions through Daphne, Um, I'll read a little bit. I'll get us warmed up to talking to them. Why is it that on this level people cannot connect with or experience their connection with divine source. The answer, because there are veils in place in this level, and continue to be until you reach fifth and sixth density, you have chosen this as part of your evolutionary makeup, part of the design. So we have chosen to move... and what they're saying here... I should say what they're saying is we have chosen to have veils in place. Now, I think a good question is why would someone choose to have veils? Now, I could imagine an answer. I'll see if I remember to ask that. (laughs) If someone is living within their veils, what can they do to penetrate through their veils? What kind of exercise if they have decided this is something they would like to lift above. Now, this was a great answer. First, there must be intention. Then, there must be persistence. Then, there must be vision of that which could be beyond the veil. These combined provide the backdrop or further disillusion of the mental structures holding in a person. Now just remember, this was like really early on in my discussions with them. I think it was the first six months. And I'm trying to ask myself, who are these guys? Is this for real? And to me, it's like first there must be intention. In other words, you want to penetrate the veil. Then there must be persistence. You don't give up. You have to keep working at it. And then there must be vision of that which could be beyond the veil. Well, what's the vision of what's beyond the veil? To me, it looks like You start to see the law of one. You start to see the energy that works through everyone. And you start to experience yourself as directly, not as an idea, but as a part of the one infinite creator and all that is. The next question, many entities might be highly skeptical that such a council could be actually paying attention to these things on such an individual level with so many billions of people on this planet. Could you describe how that process worked, how that noticing takes place? Now remember, <laughs> we've, many of us have had the experience of being noticed experienced of making a connection with them. This was before any of that and I asked that question we see you as energy systems as energy circuits circuits. When there are particularly bright spots we know to pay attention to these. The bright spots are indicative that a person in your density, has tapped into the greater collective field, and thus accessing consciously the required information to further free themselves from the confines of third density. In this manner, we are able to pay attention to those among billions who are able to make the initial sojourn into the greater developmental entities Awaiting higher galactic consciousness connection. That was an awesome answer. They're saying how they see us. Many entities, this is my question, many entities might be highly skeptical that such a council could be actually paying attention to these things on such an individual level with so many billions of people on this planet, could you describe a little bit how that process works, how that noticing takes place? We see you as energy systems, as energy circuits, when there are particularly bright spots, we know. Oh, I already said that, didn't I? Okay, I read that. That was the answer. Okay. Um, What is the way to communicate the petition to you? In other words, to petition them for something. To ask it verbally, to write it down. What's the best way? It's not connected It's connected not with the means of how you do it, but in your intentions, and you're directing the question to us no matter what way you do it, in writing or verbal. Of course, when you write it, you think it, so that's a double way. The nature of your connecting by your intention to us is also connected with the way you would direct us to the party which you want to ask the questions. About so whatever means you choose to do it. Wait a second. In researching the Elohim, they were described as one of the creator gods of the solar system. Are we talking to the same Elohim? We are a division of what you would say. How is the Elohim connected with the evolution of the human race? Now, this is an amazing answer. We are a soul group whose purpose is to bring life and life-forms to planets such as Earth. We then work with the life-forms in the hope that the independent life-forms will align themselves with higher interdimensional energies with the purpose Mm -hmm. of bringing heaven into the third dimension and transmuting third-dimensional experience Into a fruitful playing ground for learning the lessons of love, bringing wiser entities back into the fourth and fifth dimension. Are you ready, Terry?
0: Not really,
1: but not really.
0: I'm really. I'm literally
1: here. It's a little, it's a little bit daunting to read that, isn't it? Well,
0: yeah, it's really good.
1: It's really good, yeah. and it's it's kind of amazingly well put and succinct, you know. Yeah. I mean, I could read some of your stuff, too, and it would sound just as good. It comes at at a different angle. But, you know, that was one of the things that came through very early on when um, they had said they were the Elohim, and I looked up the word Elohim, and I came up with all this amazing stuff, and it was hard to believe they were... The same Elohim. Okay? It really was. But I asked those questions and their answers kind of blew my mind at the time. They were so um, expressive and clear as to who they were and how they function. So we're going to be talking to them again right now.
0: Was that brought to Daphne, those answers?
1: I believe so. I believe it was very early on through Daphne, yeah. So by the by the way, I wanna make one comment. Any of you that were on the whole planet healing yesterday, I'm sorry I took so long. It was an inspired moment. I was getting into cleaning up the bedroom and taking walks together and it was flashing to me all these things that we could be doing to help better anchor our energies. And I've come to realize that when you hit an inspired moment and you don't go into it, you lose it. It just goes away. When I was going to be writing songs and I have a song going through my head and I think I'd get to it later, i lose it. i lose it. So... I stayed with the moment, and I, I, I know many of you really enjoyed it. We had a beautiful energy on that call prior to going into it, but I don't plan to do that very often. I won't promise I'll never do it again. but um, And if, if, if you're getting impatient and I go into that, I'm, I'm going to be sure only to do that very occasionally so you can just hang up and come back the next day and say, this is one of those days that when is is screwing up. I don't want to say I'll never do it. Just for the reason I said, there's a moment of inspiration where you start, where my mind starts putting things together, and I see it really clearly, and I know if I don't follow it, I'll miss it, okay? All right. Father, Mother, God, we ask for the presence of the light surround and protect Terry, myself, and everyone here and any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and transmuted for the highest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxy through the Milky Way, through the solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies, and into the center of the Earth. And right now, we invoke a group energy connection while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. And we invite those sources that, Our positive service to others, honoring the law of one, to join with us, and we create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now, and do we have our sources present?
0: Yes. This is Far On. Uh, we are an aspect of the Elohim group and of the God group. And we come in and uh, focus in and are available to uh, answer your questions. on um, This is a topic dear to our hearts, the creation of the universe. and. Um, if we ever see anything that does not resonate with you, then disregard it, this is not for you at that time." Do you have questions?
1: Yeah. As I understand it, at one point there was not a manifest universe. There was, shall we say, energy forms awarenesses, consciousness, and there were a lot of them. And prior to that, there was one awareness, which was the one infinite, which is referred to as the one infinite creator. And perhaps prior to that, I don't know if there was a prior to that, but if there was a prior to that, there was chaos. But I'm not sure if you don't have time, how you're going to have prior. But is that generally accurate, what I just described?
0: As you back up in time, before the creation of the universe, there was potential. There was, before that, There was a nothingness. We stopped for a minute on the word nothingness. Unless you have two... And we speak slowly to get this concept across. Unless you have two... You cannot have the manifest because you need a recipient, a screen, a um, duality in order for there to be manifestation. If there is only one. You have no observer. You have nothing for anything to be written on, anything to be manifested through. So, before the beginning of the universe, there was nothing. However, there was the potential for something. There were basics, basic fundamentals that could be exercised that would allow when exercise for the manifest strong to occur. so when you when you talk about chaos, there was a time of chaos. However, at a very deep level, it is all in place. there is potential, and there is nothing manifest yet so the first original awareness
1: was the one infinite creator, if I'm saying that correctly. And did it create itself, since there had to be two for something to create itself, and maybe I've got that wrong, um, is the one infinite creator create itself against the polarization of nothingness? or chaos, in order to come into awareness?
0: Awareness was thought about by spinningness. Spinningness brings elements together that focalize consciousness. Before that, there is potential, then all is one and when you bring a spinningness in, it focalizes the facilities of the One Infinite Creator, Focus, focuses it in the end to an outlet for manifestation in the universal realm. Before that there is there is a unfocused consciousness, but there is no way to bring it into play until you begin to start a spinning action. This can be a storm. This can be a molecule. Of oh, this can be an atom. Mm-hmm. A spinningness begins to bring in a focalized consciousness, which then can be built upon. There becomes two vocalized consciousnesses, and they can begin to communicate.
1: So, the fine point between nothingness, a one infinite creator, the flow between nothingness, one infinite creator, and Elohim, could you explain that a little bit? There had to be slight bits of intentions, each part of the way, to create the spinningness to lead to the next creation aspect. I'm trying to feel it intuitively. And so, it was all these little intentions grouping together and creating the next thing. Is that... Something like it.
0: (laughs) If you notice, storms spin, and if you notice, tornadoes spin, molecules spin. Out of the spin, galaxies spin. There are spinningnesses within spinningnesses, which bring forth opportunities for shared communication, for a shared consciousness, for the bringing through a consciousness of the One Infinite Creator. At the start, there were no spinningnesses, however, there was an intention to try things, to try to get a flow going, to move, to break through into an individual consciousness that begins to spin and begins to have, then, awareness. And as awareness comes forth, they realize, the want realizes that it can spin the other itself. It can spin whatever is available. Wants the concept of spinning came forth. It spread very fast. It was like a delight, like a top, like a toy. And the result was life. The I
1: was the idea of awareness of spittiness starting out with the One the Creator and then going on with the Elohim. They were being created out of spinningness, and they created uh, the universe out of spinningness, so to, sp- so to speak.
0: It is a Zen conundrum. How can there be when there is nothing? And how can potential exist in the middle of nothing? How can the divine exist in the middle of nothing? How can an individual exist? An individual is begins to be a composite of energies acting in synchronization that can begin to experience life and can begin to know about His creations and the bringing forth of love and what are the best creations, the most fulfilling creations, and you begin to have fulfillment, the potential for fulfillment and the nothingness. It is a development from nothing to potential within the nothing to an individual presence in the nothing and a gradual building, partly through trial and error of what can be built. The principles are laid down. The manifestation within the third density or the higher densities are a result of intentions of beings being created and beginning to build together and to learn the lessons of how to operate within the laws that have been laid down, the potentials that have been laid down, and the learning of what brings fulfillment, what brings isolation, what brings lonesomeness. Um what is the best intentions that lead to fulfillment. Christ consciousness is a distillation of the best that there is that lead to fulfillment, shared love, the knowledge that within the... One, within the manifestation of the physical universe, there can be a building of oneness, getting back to the oneness, understanding the love. The you need uh, principles of one that bring you back home and fulfill you.
1: I have the feeling that there is a connection with spinningness, the idea of spinningness with. Each human, that on some level, we're obviously got atoms and molecules and everything spinning and solar systems spinning and the earth spinning and the moon rotating. And chakras
0: systems within the body spinning.
1: Yes. And so we are in the middle of spinning, spinning movement everywhere everywhere yes, that
0: is creating the phenomena of life.
1: Yes. And when we want to make a shift, when we want something to change, on some level, we have to change the way we manifest. Or, and I, I don't think we can do that on a conscious level. Although there have been people that have um, done the technique, which I'm not even sure if it was positive, but the idea was to spin your energy field to create connection to holograms in higher dimensions. And that is the only. Reference or, or Sufi Sufi dancers who spin to create a connection with higher dimensions, so those are the two ways that I have can think of of people that have consciously tried to use adopted the idea of spinningness to move energy and move intentions
0: to some level. So, oh. um, has watched Sufi, dance. Virgis was a philosopher mystic that has learned how to create by force from spinning techniques. So, if an area of a body shape has died and it has not gone too long, spinningness can again bring life back into that land. Centers of spinningness that then get the molecules and the atoms spinning again, bringing back life into
1: that limb. Well, Terry had an experience with that. I remember when she had it, and it was kind of amazing, where she brought energy into her hip that was supposed supposedly needed a hip replacement and she the didn't X-ray get it. The X-ray
0: showed hip had died. Yes. And,
1: um... The when the X-ray
0: we... showed the hip had come back to life.
1: When we... We we do many exercises of sending the light and sending the light to each other and, you know, we do our, our whole planet healing every day. Is there a way to to Create an energy of steadiness to make our intentions more effective?
0: In the creation of light, when the creation of light is sent, it is the intersection of the spirit with the manifest realm, and it brings light into the individual and helps reestablish light and life into an area that they are intending that they wish to go better or develop or change.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, uh, for example, when my sister had the lupus disappear from her bloodstream, and the Elohim took credit for that, was the Elohim or a part or was it a group of Elohim or one Elohim that was working and creating a spinning frequency from your level into her physical body?
0: It was a clearing of a uh, anomaly of spinning that was not beneficial. It was clearing and the taking over... Of the voucher, healthy stance that was needed Mm -hmm. to heal her.
1: So I still can't visualize it intuitively. Um, But it's very hard to even visualize you guys intuitively (laughs) because there's no. Um. How can I say it? There's no anchors in this realm for understanding how it would feel to be you and operating in the way you do. We you... are anchors. You Our are presence. anchors. Our
0: mm-hmm. present brings an anchoring. Mm-hmm.
3: mm-hmm.
0: We are not caught up in the anchoring. We do not become anchors for ourselves and the effect of it. We are merely able to create the desired anchoring and to change with the moment, to change Mm -hmm. with the time as needed. Mm -hmm. We do not get caught up in the anchoring as everything is moving on.
1: Mm -hmm. While we're talking... I can feel a presence inside me or an energy moving around me, which I've learned to identify as you. And um, I'll bet you other people are feeling it as well if they
3: look at it.
0: Yes. Is there a we way? Have, that... We have, we are able to. Manifest in an energetic body that brings uh, an anchoring or is able to operate in the third density or higher, but does not have to stay in the manifest form.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So every human, at least it's paying attention to our calls, wants to know, probably wants to know, how do I recreate myself? How do I take advantage of this connection? How do I utilize the awareness of spinningness and Elohim so that I can become more of who I am? And each person is coming from their track. From their past, they've got a structure, an energetic structure, they certainly have a body structure, but they have an energetic structure with a body structure that is keeping itself for you know to some degree fairly rigid. How does a human, with their intention and their creative abilities, shift? their track energetic structure so if they have a vision of who they'd like to be, they can do that.
0: Keep their intention to focus their um, mind on the goal. Keep the outcome that one desires in mind and then do not worry about the individual finishedness or what is necessary to make it happen. It will backtrack through the things that need to happen to make it happen, and it will come about if you keep your eye on the goal, then the universe will put things in place that are necessary, so you do not need to worry about the details.
1: hmm So it's just a matter of having your mind holding the vision, seeing yes. what you want, seeing yourself healed, seeing yourself abundant, seeing yes. yourself in a loving environment, and, and whatever happens, do not let go of that, that vision.
0: Right. And then, the universe will set up circumstances so that it may happen for you. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. And it's it's not the Elohim that does that. The universe is designed to track us, so that if we hold the energy, the universe has to respond Yes. And, and, and because we are creating ourselves with the universe. It's not like the Elohim is doling out rewards for people asking for things. It's that like correct. the universe is our helper, so to speak.
0: Yes. It's potential part of the, uh, anchor. It is um, the materials. The energies that go into your creation
1: yes, so every day when we do whole planet healing and we keep reiterating all of these visions, then we are working in tandem with the universe yes it's exactly it's exactly the right procedure Yes,
0: right? and then we also. The Elohim group can lend energy to the manifestation if it is for the higher good.
1: hmm And the raw group, I assume. Yes. 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 Okay. And so, this is where what we perceive as miracles happen. When yes. we get everything going in our flow and we keep the highest good of all concerned, then we can um, become, how would I say it, a creation machine, so to speak. Yes, you are a creation machine. Yeah. And I would guess that Jesus was probably a creation machine who... who He understood.
0: He he grasped the big picture.
1: Yes. And so he knew how to work this realm with his intentions for the highest good, and the universe would support it. So he, yes. could, he could do continuous, miraculous phenomena. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Keep your eye on the goal.
1: Now, how do you deal with when you have a goal and you have a vision and the people around you keep pulling you off? Now, I assume you've got to create. The whole thing strong enough so the people around you become part of the creation, not part of pulling you off.
0: Keep the goal in your own consciousness.
1: Mm -hmm. And, of course, there's always free will, so no one is forced into anything. That's right. If your vision is strong enough... And there's joy in the middle of your vision, and people are attracted to it. Yes.
0: Yes, and if they
1: are they will toss away. Yeah. Okay. And we got six minutes. This is a great conversation. Thank you so much. Um, let Let me ask uh, a couple questions about my conversation with. Yeshua, um, he said a couple of things that were kind of interesting. One of them had to do with, and maybe you could explain this so I can understand it better. In the idea of reincarnation, he was saying, he seemed to say, that it really wasn't linear. In other words,
0: Yes.
1: He was talking about Terry Friedman and saying that kind of Terry Friedman was an aspect of Matthew. But there were other people who were aspects of Matthew. And that maybe anyone that could tune into Matthew could suddenly add Matthew's energy to him. But I'm not sure I got that correctly. But did you just comment On the um, the nature of reincarnation and the way a soul moves through lifetimes as an integrous um, individual entity or something other?
0: All is in the now. Everything occurs. In the now. And in your individual life, you have yesterday, and then you go to sleep, and then you have today, and then you go to sleep, and you have tomorrow. And it is similar with reincarnation. And one When they take on a body, they have the aspect of the genetics of the parents, of the passed down from person to person, to the father to the child, from the mother to the child, passed down aspects of that. Genetic line. These are often in the same, perhaps even genetic line, as the person in the pest trap. So that if you are say a child who is born to a mother whose father has died. They are in the same genetic line as the father the History is then re-experienced in the life of the person. The person could have been related in the genetic past to the person one is now re-experiencing as being the creation of. You have the experience of the original person that one is the reincarnation of and one through genetics and through inclination and through even the experience of the past person. Is taking it on in the current lifetime and it is all one. To understand it, it is similar to yesterday and today and tomorrow. However, it is all being created at the same time. It is a concept that is difficult sometimes to understand. We hope that shed some light on it.
1: Well, well, let me ask a specific question, a more refined question. We don't have... We have a couple minutes here. Question is, we have a physical body which is the product of genetics. Product of the parents, product of the environment. And then we have an energy body, which you can call the soul body. And then the soul comes to occupy the physical body.
0: Correct. And and chooses that physical body Mm -hmm. based upon the coincidence of energies.
1: Yes. So now the soul is kind of molding itself because the soul is kind of fluid. Its, it, it, it's physical body is solid because the, the soul is more energetic and it's molding itself into this physical body. Okay? Yes. And then when the physical body dies, the soul has been programmed by the experience of itself in this body. And then it goes on to more amorphous and comes back in another physical body. Now, can a soul occupy more than one body? Yes. Can somebody um, hook into the energy of a soul? And because they study it and they, they study the previous lifetime, they end up connecting with the energy of that soul?
0: They can do that,
1: yes. Is it common for a soul to occupy more than one body? Mm.
0: But the individual who's doing it is as common.
1: Um. (laughs) (laughs) And is it possible for a body, for a very advanced person, to bi-locate? And that means the soul has to go somewhere else and. Create the appearance of another body. People have talked about that, but I've never asked, is it really possible?
0: It is possible. Yes. And
1: that, ha- that has happened, yes? Yes. Okay, we're going to end this session now, and we're going to go to Whole Planet Healing, and, uh, you can, please come with us. Don't go away, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, um, If anyone is listening and doesn't know how to get to Whole Planet Healing, just go to wholeplanethealing.com, wholeplanethealing.com, and you'll get the phone number and the access number, and um, we'll see you in just a minute or two. Thank you. All right, this is Win Live, and um, we're not going to Whole Planet Healing. We do, we do Whole Planet Healing every night, and if you listen to that and you felt the energy on that call, going to Whole Planet Healing is a way of reiterating that energy every day, which then puts you into a new frame of reference and new potentials for your life because you're creating at a higher level. And that's the goal. The goal is not to, you know, create followers. It's to create opportunity for someone to reach their highest potential. And I think I want to open the mics for a moment. No. Just a moment, please. Come on. We're going to do our healing list in just a moment, also. But um, I wanted to open the mics. Here we. Oh, they are open. I'll be darned. Did you guys understand that call?
2: Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: I'd like to say that's why I tune in for fantastic calls like that. That was amazing, yeah. and I have a, a really qu- question, but it take too long. To, I'll, I'll ask it uh, maybe next Sunday uh, about that conversation. That was that was great. Thank you.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's unbelievable how many extraordinary sessions we have like that in our files. And well, uh, that was that was a topper there. It was, <laughs> Yeah. Did anyone get lost anywhere in it? Hmm. Think, yeah, it I think. I don't hard know hard what they're hard talking hard.
0: about. You no. was drifting off a little bit, but it came right back. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Well, it had my full attention. <laughs> you know, it took me a long time to intuitively grasp the idea of spinningness.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And... uh I think I finally get it. It's like spinning. This really is another word for frequency. Yes, and that creates the sound. Yeah, well, it creates sound, but it creates everything else. Right. It's kind of like if you look down on the universe, everything in the universe is rotating or spinning. Planets, galaxies, atoms. And so there's this symphony that's going on as all of these different frequencies co-create with each other or combine. And, um, And the reality is constantly being recreated by this huge interaction of everything. And somewhere within that interaction is where the one infinite creator resides. And I mean it it boggles the mind to think about it. But as you listen to that call, I definitely could feel energies moving inside of me Me as a result of connecting with the spinningness of the Elohim. And they're spinning inside me and it causes chakras to open up, causes healings to occur, uh, you name it. And getting the feeling for that is one of the most valuable things you can do in this life. And I think our main goal is uh, realizing that we are co-creators with the one infinite creator. Exactly. And to develop an interchange with the one infinite creator so that when you start an idea of something to do, it creates a spinningness that then jumps to the one for creator and suddenly that spinningness becomes amplified to attract synchronicities and whatever else can be done. And, you know, I can say that but it's not as easy as I make it sound, until it is.
0: Anyone else have a comment on that? In fact, one infinite creator having just
2: an intention to create the spinningness, it's a little hard to visualize or comprehend that. how do they have an intention to do that? Mm
1: -hmm. Well, you know what? As you get more adept at this, what happens is you listen to a call like that one. And now I'll just say for myself, I can feel all kinds of energies moving inside me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I can... I could call those energies spinningness, frequencies. Right. And I'm feeling the Elohim in a rather personal way. Because mm-hmm. they're interacting with me on the inside of my being. Right. And then... If we're doing really well, we're both creating at the same time for common outcomes, you know? Mm -hmm. It speeds up your chakras. Yeah. Yeah, I get that, yeah. Now, you know, personal healing is exactly the same. Like when they talked about my sister and her lupus, right? That there was a spinningness going on in our system that was causing that disease in her. And they had to counteract it in order for her to have a healing. And I'm sure that's true for all of us, that we have things that we're manifesting in a physical way that makes us feel not well. And if you can... You know, the reason it's hard to talk about Because even when I talk about it, I think I don't have control of my spinningness. I mean, if I think I want the energy in my right elbow Mm -hmm. to match some other frequency. But you do have the power. Theoretically, we have the power, Mm -hmm. and it takes practice, repetition, and listening to those calls. I mean, there are people, they might be on this line right now, that have discovered this aspect of our calls, and have gone through and listened to every one of the 2,000 sessions. On the spirit channel. But it takes a lot of discipline and practice where you can access your power to do that, those kinds of things. Sija, are you there?
2: Yes, I am here.
1: Are you open to the healing list?
2: Yes, I am. Okay.
1: Let me just say a few words. If you're listening on BBS and you resonated with that call, if you felt a certain kind of peace and Peaceful energy. Then it's probably the thing to repeat. And we hold a call every day to help tune into that energy. Every day at 7 p.m. And I'll get. It. It's not on BBS. It's on a phone number, and I'll give you the phone number. I call it Whole Planet Healing, and it's a good way to stay tuned up. All right, just a second. And if you notice the energy that came in during that call and I mean what I notice is after I listen for a pretty short while, it kind of gets anchored and it's just there and I'm resonating with it and I'm teaching myself how to move into that space when I'm not listening to a call. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's, here's the access to whole, whole planet healing. 667-770-1527. And the pin is 250513 pounds. All right, so I'm going to turn it over to Seija, and she's going to go through the healing list. And as we go, as, as she goes through that list, think of spinning this and interfacing with that person's request energetically to help bring it into a manifestation. Over to you, CJ.
2: Thank you. I call in the love light of protection around each and every person on this healing list. A subject of the healing list, reading a transcript, listening to the call, or listening to a replay. John from Las Vegas. Please put... Lauren Zania from Forks, Washington Gwyn Free from Sedona, Arizona Gloria Fernandez from Las Vegas, Nevada Mike Miller from Las Vegas, Nevada Jack Smith from Kingsman, Arizona and Kathleen Welsh from Albuquerque, New Mexico, into the love light for them to have perfect health. I ask that all of the above be done for the highest and greatest good of all concerned. Let's give 10 seconds of prayer and intention for Lauren's perfect health, starting now. Thank you. Win 10 seconds for Win's perfect health starting now. Thank you. 10 seconds for Gloria's perfect health starting now. Thank you. 10 seconds for For Mike's perfect health, starting now. Thank you. 10 seconds for Jack's perfect health, starting now. Thank you. 10 seconds for Kathleen's perfect health, starting now. Thank you. John from Las Vegas. Please put the continued improvement of the U.S. economy, the strengthening of the U.S. dollar and the improvement of the world economy all into the love light.